Hello, everyone. It's me, Sam. That's right. Something's wrong with the episode. Don't know what happened. I either deleted the files, they got corrupted. I don't know. I'm just looking at blank tracks. Except for the second half of this episode. So the first half will be camera audio. I apologize. I made it as best as I could. Hopefully you can get through it to the second half where everything is A-OK and normal. Again, I'm really sorry. I hope, hope you'll make it through the podcast. And I hope even more you'll come back again. All right, intro theme, let's go. Get out of their shell. It's part of their body, right? It is part of their body. I remember this because if they get cracked on the side of the road, they're pretty much going to die. Mm -hmm. Unless you pick them up and you epoxy their shell back together. You see people do that? No. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. It doesn't naturally kind of uh, form back together. Mm, Not from what I saw, but I'm also talking a bunch of shit that I don't know about. So don't rely on me like for toenail, correct information. A toenail doesn't grow back together if you, like, rip a part of it. No! So. You, you would not be able to clip your toenail off, then tape it back to your toenail. Well, that's not what I said. And within two weeks, it will not be reattached to the rest of said toenail. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Has anyone tried this experiment? that would not happen, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I just always like to take things a little further. I know I say this regularly, but I really wish that I was sleeping right now. I don't no, know. Always wish you were sleeping. I don't know what happened. It's just time change has nothing to do with it. I was going to say, time change did nothing so far. But I, I'm just extremely You did today. more yesterday than you normally do, and you keep saying it was nothing, but it was more than you normally do. So, exhaustion. I suppose so. And there's a part of your brain where you're like, I gotta get up and do stuff. Fuck that. And your brain just goes... Dopamine, that's not what it is. Uh, sleepamine, and it makes you tired. Is it called sleepamine? It's not, but I also, sure I've, I have felt busy. I've, I felt, I have felt busy this weekend. Even though all I do for a podcast is just sit and chat. That's why I didn't want to push it off. I wanted to just get it done because it still takes mental power. But I'm not the one in control because this is not my week. By the way, welcome to a Couple of Critics Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Sam Rumble. Sam Rumble. Hi, Sam Rumble. Nice to meet you. If there's any way I could have been a porn star, that could have been my name. It's not a good one, though. Sam Rumble? Not a good one. What's a good porn name that would be Sam something? It- Sam Slammer? Yeah, Slammy. Slam, you do call me Slam for no reason at all. Maybe those people, well, because it's one letter off, and I like nicknames. So yes, I call you Slam. Slam! You call me Slam because I'm a slam dunk artist. My favorite thing is when you rub the microphone on your face. It's going to get even worse with you holding the microphone, I think. Yes, I 
to literally no one. You're just putting your uh, That's little flakes of the white stuff that hangs out on people's lips on leaving it on there. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to do, I'm going to start my own ASMR channel. It's going to be a mumbly Homer Simpson guy trying to get through a video look. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, man? Hey, dude, what are you doing? You like to play Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, me too. I've been playing a lot of golf. How about you, dude? <laughs> I just started the channel just now. Excuse me. You hated it. <laughs> ASMR is just dumb as hell. <laughs> Why is it dumb as hell? Because it, it gives other people joy. I don't. I just don't really experience ASMR. No, you don't. It's obvious. So I don't. Uh, to me, everything that is being done that's supposed to be. I think. If there's like visual ASMR, if there's a way that you can just be visually entranced by things that you see, uh, I think that could be something I could lean into a little more. But sounds, I feel like I can be sensitive to sounds. And a lady with her big fingernails. Oh, that's the worst. On things, or the way people speak, or just breaking things open, or crunching things up with their hands. And <laughs> it's just, it's child's play. I'm not interested in it. Or a guy aggressively giving another man a massage and going, Buddy, relax! Relax! And usually it's a man and a woman, relax. and it's all by myself, is what I'm watching something like that. <laughs> <laughs> then she goes, he goes, buddy! <laughs> you hurt my collarbone so much the first time that you did that to me. Just, it's supposed to be calming and soothing. It's very aggressive and I don't like it. So, like I said, I, don't, I can just take a seat in the back because Sam is in charge this week. He's the Sam, director. that's me. I'm in charge. Last week I chose an album. That if it would have been done, if Michelle would have had the reveal live on the podcast, I think the reveal would have been something like this. What? It's a little extreme. I didn't. I didn't say anything out loud when I saw it, but I was just the text like, that came through that told you originally. Yeah, I just you didn't go. What? No, I just said it was surprising to you. I believe. In my brain, you yelled what? Because I remember that at one point in time when you were a young boy, you were a fan of Pearl Jam or. I know Bob was, and it kind of trickled down to you, and you at least had like a hand-me-down Pearl Jam t-shirt for a little while, or there was something that happened that I, I knew that there was a Pearl Jam connection in there, so it wasn't fully out of left field, but it was mostly out of left field, because if you ask, if anyone asked me, does Sam like Pearl Jam, I would say absolutely not. So, go on. Well, I, I gotta get this out of the way. You blew my mind. You said, I know you had a Pearl Jam shirt. I was like, when the fuck did I have a Pearl Jam Ooh, shirt? And you're right. It was like people walking. And I think it was like ape to, or man to ape kind of thing. Maybe ape to man, man to ape, whichever. And it said Pearl Jam under it. It looked kind of alien y. Totally forgot I had it. Uh, I. I Pearl Jam is one of those bands that there's some songs that I like, but I can never say I'm a Pearl Jam fan. You know what I mean? Okay. Especially as time goes on, because I could go the rest of my life without ever, I could have gone my whole life without ever hearing this song, ever once, 
fucking cover but it was a dumb dumb idea to cover it was a really bad cover and it was really popular it was extremely really popular. popular when we were in the middle school they would play yeah. at our dances they played it at the dance like three times a fucking night because we had dances every night in our middle school i wish i could i could have landed even more good punches on <laughs> um so yeah i'm just gonna get this album started uh what are we listening to we're listening to oh good point Pearl Jam 10, their debut album, which is wild to me. Really? This is this a debut? debut album. Yes, heralded as one of maybe the greatest rock and roll debuts of all time. Holy and shit. I don't think I can argue. Why? It's a fucking amazing debut album. It's a, okay. Came out August 27th, 1991. That's right, just 35 days after July 23rd's release by Marky Mark and the Funky Munch Music for the People in 1991. <laughs> this uh, First song's called Once. Even more reason why, what the fuck is he doing other than living in the past and just using old stale shit because yeah. the world had moved far beyond that. Now, there's a little intro thing going on, that's why I haven't heard much going on. So I believe, I think my dad owns this album. Or at least I think a did. lot of parents own this album. I never owned it. I would, I would always say, because we've talked about like the main or, you know, like, I think at one point in time we have listed our uh, grunge band preferences from most to least. And did we both choose Pearl Jam as being the least? I cannot remember. Did we do like a big four thing? Was it like. I think so. Soundgarden, Sound Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. Probably. I think that we have done that. Just like and I think there. we both put Pearl Jam at the bottom. But yeah. after actually listening to this album, yeah. they kind of... I don't know that I would... Well, wait. Nirvana? I, it's hard to say. I think what you want to say, what I want to say is, we kind of put them on the low run too fast. Which I still think if I if I were to pace all of that out and lay it all out in front of me, Pearl Jam would probably still go at the bottom. But I cannot say that I dislike them at all. Yeah. Because they have a sound that I enjoy very much. I love that time. I, I love a lot of songs by the main four big popular uh, grunge bands of the early 90s. So I enjoyed this album more than I expected to. Again, I don't. I enjoy Pearl Jam, but it was also nice to just kind of go back in time. It's always nice to go back in time. You got a, you got a reminder. So mm-hmm. um, I'm with you on it. I might. There might be more Pearl Jam songs that I like than there might be Nirvana songs. So like I expected that. Then I might have to put them above Nirvana, but I feel like Nirvana had an attitude. That goes more towards me, where like, like they wanted to cause a little bit of anarchy everywhere they went. I think Pearl Jam was like, "Hey guys, uh, where do we set up?" Whereas Nirvana was like, "Ah, uh, he's passed out. Where, where do we set up?" I think Nirvana did more. I think Pearl Jam is just kind of more like comfy. It is comfy, and they kind of just stay in the same pool where it felt like Nirvana kind of like would go weird and stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like, would get weird. More punk aggressive. Yeah, so yeah. I would all, I would just think that they're different. It's also kind of weird to put all that in the same 
group together, because even though it's similar, it's all very, everything is, every one of those bands are very different from each other. I agree, and it's, it's just like when you do it with the big four metal bands, they're all kind of different. It's just, which one did you like more? <laughs> even, I will say, I, I think I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if what I gave number one to, to be honest, between Soundgarden or Alice in Chains. I definitely chose Alice in Chains. For me, it was, I, I mean, sitting here today, I would probably say Soundgarden, but I, really? but I love Alice in Chains, but I will say that sometimes their songs lose me a little bit when they're not, when I'm not as familiar with them. Because they are so moody. Yeah. Alice in Chains is definitely the moodiest and like the most downer. So sometimes, it is. It is. so sometimes if I'm not like in that mindset, it kind of pulls me to a place that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. So okay. for me, Soundgarden is more consistently aggressive. So that's why I think that where I sit today, because my opinion may have been different before i would probably put soundgarden at the top and you know what the difference in depression for soundgarden and depression with alice in chains in my mind is alice in chains or sorry soundgarden seems like he's describing a situation he sees that is depressing and messed up whereas in alice in chains feels like he just wants to die while he's singing it sometimes you know what i mean yeah even though and I'm not saying they're not talented, bluesy, and, and obviously Chris Cornell was obviously also depressed. But. And everyone was very talented. Uh, I don't necessarily think that I really like Eddie Vedder's voice. Well, I was just going to say, Eddie Vedder wins in the Who's Still Alive category of the Big Four. The only fucking one. The only lead singer of those. Well, <laughs> oh, Jerry Cantrell was kind of, he shared it with well, Wayne. Well, come on. Wayne's the lead singer of fucking Alice in Chains. It's hard to say because they both sang. They were, but if you looked at someone who said, who is the lead singer of Alice in Chains, you would say Wayne Staley. Yeah. Because that's all he did. <laughs> that's true. He didn't play instruments. He just sat there all depressive and yeah. curled up on a on a stool. Because <laughs> I always think of them to be unplugged. He looks so small in that. And then I remember this interview where Phil and someone talks about how he was a big, tall guy. And you just don't know it because he was always crouched over and like dope sick. So he always looked frail and fragile. But like when he first met Wayne Staley, he was like a big, bigger guy. And they like, kind of like imposing big, not like Jack big, but like, like I could be big. Yeah. If I, you know, if I just like took care of myself a little Scott bit. Scott Weiland started out being like, a, he looked like a normal human with a normal body in the beginning. That dope kills you, man. Makes you all skinny and weird. And... You mentioned this album is comfortable, and that was a perfect word. I think this band is often this, this mix of this album is so warm. None of the like hi hats or the snare or the guitars is like um, like irritating or edgy on the ear. It's all warm and it just feels like it's nice, like a pillow. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's right. pleasant. I'm gonna move on to even for. I think everyone got a beautiful rendition last week oh, man. of me taking the episode. Also, back in the 90s when the opera singer had his own version on SNL. <laughs> yeah. I looked it up. Opera Man, you mean? Yeah, well, yeah, Opera Man. I couldn't remember him. I thought he was also the opera singer. But I have it right here if you want me. This is Opera Man. So. By the way, this got is it. the second single release on this album, which charted the highest at number three on the US Billboard charts. I believe it. I, I enjoy this song. I've always, always enjoyed this song, and I've always enjoyed singing this song because I feel like Eddie Vedder 
and Jim Morrison are within my range, sometimes not one, are in my range. I'm my range of comfort where I don't even have to really like think about to hit the note. I can just go. Yeah. That's right. No, I know I fucked around last week and it sounds like I can't sing at all. But if I tried to do this song for real, I could pull it off fairly well. I think most everyone who listens to this knows that you're not talented. So I don't think anything that you have to worry about. But I mean, but that's when I've always enjoyed Eddie Vedder's voice. Now Eddie Vedder's voice obviously spun this whole like sound. I wonder what that is because multiple people do have it. I want, is it is it an easier way to sing? I was gonna say I think it's because when you sing, you're doing that round. You can kind of like what I like in my mind I call contain the note. Where like sometimes if you let your throat open too much. The note can go ah and lose it, whereas if you stay around, you can stay it's in also it. Also, rounding it out inside your mouth, which is not like I mean, it is a singing technique. Yeah. To have a round sound to yeah. make, and that's why your the top of your mouth is arched, and that's why they make yeah. fucking like auditoriums and halls yeah. arched. Like there's that's a right. whole. That's what you're supposed to send your vocals when you scream too. You <laughs> arch your mouth. That's how you get the loudness without being loud. So it's a, it's a technique, so it's just interesting to see, have seen it adopted by men, mostly. Uh, <clears throat> I can't think of any women who have that on the voice. Women? No. But there are other things that women adopt, and they do those singing styles, so this is more for the guys. I'm not, a, I'm not against it, even though people make fun of it because there's a similarity in it. I don't hate it necessarily because I still like the music and it doesn't feel. It's like almost on the verge of the tough guy sound. <laughs> it is like. almost on the verge of that, you're right. But I think because of usually. It's usually just more like sad guys or like the style of music, I mean. Yeah. So it's not. It almost links to the depressive not, sound. Yeah, it's not big truck sound. No, it's not big truck at all. Oh, God. Um, what was I going to say? Oh no, I talk a lot. I'm pretty long-winded. I know you're like, I'll take the back seat on this one. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Do you know who this band was originally called? Mookie Blaylock? Who was a basketball player? And they were freaked out that they were going to get like sued. Well, have problems bringing that name. So that's why this album is called 10. 10 was the number of his basketball game. Oh, and then the band name is Seaman. Alright, it's so obviously Jism. I didn't find a story on it because I didn't think I needed the story. I think they just thought it was funny to name your band after Jism. Pearl Jam. But I've never heard any, I've never heard... That officiated? I've never heard, not just that, but I've never heard Seaman referred to as Pearl Jam. No, I don't, I don't think it ever was. I just think they figured out a clever thing that no one was going to pick up on at first. And then go, wait a minute, it's a jam that's pearl colored. Well, the only jam I know that comes out pearl colored is a magism. <laughs> or it's their Aunt Pearl's jam that they just love so like, much. It's like completely innocent. And every morning they would have some toast and pearl's jam, but they didn't want to be called pearl's jam. But they love that toast and jam. Oh, yeah, just keep them going through every recording session they had. But they probably had Earl's jam and toast 
on the during the recording sessions for this album. I would imagine so. She even had they even had some pearls jelly with they don't talk about it often. They didn't think pearls jelly was a quite ring. Well let's to the ear. Let's be real. What they love. Uh, Alright. Jelly versus jam, jelly's gonna lose. I don't know, you tell me. I don't, jam is I don't more want either of them in my life. Jam is more like preserved. <clears throat> it will spread easier. Okay. Like and it doesn't have as much of the like gelatin content. So you're a peanut butter and jam person? I am a jam person. Okay. I think Do you like jelly? You just prefer I mean, jam. Jam exists. I mean jelly exists in the world and it's fine. I think one of them has more sugar in it, and it might be jam. Jelly seems like candy, whereas jam seems like crushed up fruit. Yeah, there's a difference. Uh, and I've always been a jam gal. As a guy who knows nothing about either of those things, because I don't know if I've ever even tried jelly or jam. You've never had a PB or J? No. Have you ever put butter and jam on a piece of toast? No. No, I'd just rather eat the toast dry. No, you put butter on it. I know, but in that situation, if you said dry toast or toast with peanut butter on it, I'm well, going to say. Well, I never said anything about peanut butter, so that's fine. But you did. No, I said butter and. I said peanut and butter jam. and jam. Uh, well, if I did, I meant to say butter and jam. Mm, no, leave that jam <laughs> off there, and I'll just take the butter. Okay. Well, that's what's going on. Let's move that on, baby. <laughs> Let's go over to the next song. This is Alive. This is the first single release. Those bastards never stand up. Those motherfuckers, which made it to number 16 on the charts. Now, you see, Michelle, the benefit of having a microphone that I hold is I can stand up and fix our set pieces. Is that what those are called? Thank you, guys. Gifts that we have received. We appreciate the gifts that people give us by way of this podcast. Absolutely. You know what we like. Like we talked about it. I would never get a Funko Pop, but I love having Funko Pops and things I love. I agree. And a Justin Timberlake marionette hanging out in the background. There's got to be a JT Funko, right? With ramen noodle hair and everything. Ramen noodle was the worst. Time for JT. That's what I mean. When I think of Justin Timberlake, that's correct. Thomas. Um, that's what I imagine is that and that fucking marionette version of him. It is beautiful. There's an insane version, and it has the ramen noodle. Yeah, because everyone wants that ramen noodle hair. Yeah. 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 Not oh, yeah. him to me. That's, that's a big deal. He has the one ear pierced. God damn it. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on the JT. There's a one ear pierced kind of guy? He sure was. <laughs> What's yours? Well, the non-gay one, duh. The one Which was the gay one? The right one. And still be your culture. Oh no, if I was a gay dude, I'd hope that I'm attracted to like dude dudes. I think you would be. Yeah. You would like want someone who's manly and see. Yeah, like I want smell your feet than mine. Oh, <laughs> I've been taking really good care of my feet for the past four days. I don't think I've smelled them. Yeah, I'm washing three times a fucking day. Wow. Yes. 
It's what it takes to keep these babies down. And it's a switch of shoes. Get rid of the side, you gotta get rid of it all. And you know what, there's still just the tiniest little funk at the end of the day. It's like, man, no wonder they're getting a compound of the whole day. No wonder they're sleeping so bad. Man, maybe Sam should have uh, charged his phone last night. <laughs> and he didn't, what are on? 15%, we'll make it this break. Yeah. Do you like this song? Um, I do like this song. I, I, there's enough grungitude, I guess. That grungitude. I, I know that it's like soft and it's almost like emotional, but there's just something about the tones of everything that they just sound so good that it doesn't bother. It's fun. And, and I think he's really good at writing lyrical melodies. Like, I just like the lines I kind of this, And this album might only be breaking through with me because it came out when I was so young. And it's like connected to, like you said, my brother, my Aunt Pam. They're all, she saw Pearl Jam a handful of times. I didn't know that. So this is like linked to the, all, the people I think are cool. The alternative people that I think are cool. And I'm too young, I'm not like looking alternative yet, but I'm starting to think like, that's what I like. I like this weird stuff. I like it when it looks like this. I like guys that have long hair and they wear those big funky hats. What's going on? Remember those hats guys in the 90s wore? With the hats? Kind of. Like they didn't have things coming off them, but they were big and bulby. It's like an artist's hat. But those 90s ones, I'm like, overalls all the time. That shit. Like painters. They look like painters all the time. It's almost impossible for me to not reference the song Tramp. When I hear the word overalls, it's almost <laughs> Well, overalls. So I do like this song. Is this the song where he finds out that his dad's not his dad? I know that there's parts of this album that is influenced by Eddie Vedder finding out that his dad was not his dad when he was like 17. I don't know anything about this. The his stepfather is actually the guy who was talking about his father. And his father died much when Eddie was much younger. And Eddie never knew that. Now he adds... Did he know his dad really? No. Okay. He knew his stepdad, but he thought he was his real dad the whole life until he was 17. Well, I didn't know if there was a portion when he was like unable to remember his father. He either died young enough that... Or if the stepdad was kind of always there. I, the way I read it, it was he died very... when Eddie was very young. He said that came in when Eddie was very young. Therefore, he would have really no memory. Yeah. You know, you just tell him about it. He would only know the message. But he adds a, I don't know if this is the song, but he adds like an element of like the mom starting to make like sexual advances because like she sees the father so much being the kid. And that's what Sam checks out. Wait, what? I don't think that's autobiographical in his life, but he's just adding that. You know, like the mom seeing the son, like, I miss my husband, you look like my husband. That's gross. Give me that incestuous. It is incestuous. Of all people to be incestuous towards your children, that just seems obviously off limits. It's obviously off brain. limits, but it's because the mom was attracted to the husband sexually, and now the son. No, I understand those beautiful shoulders. I get it. But I, <laughs> I don't under. I I get it, but I don't understand it. Oh my god, this is something that's too terrible. I'm not going further into that. Yeah, I think it should end. <laughs> I agree. 
All right, I'm just gonna keep going on, baby. This is a song called Why Go, Why Go On. Yeah, there are multiple songs that have been stuck in my head. Stuck in my head, and I knew, like, and I remember it. I was like, oh yeah, I fucking forgot about this song. And as soon as it would play, as soon as it would play, Adam would start singing the lyrics next to me at work. <laughs> Adam knew a lot of these songs. Really? Yeah. Pearl Jam was his first concert he seen, which was a couple, handful of months ago. So. He likes, he likes they are his favorite band. He just, no, no, no. he just likes them, and it's gonna go down as a one of his first concerts, which is better than mine. Mine was Sticks in Kansas. I don't know, actually. I think that's the first thing Sticks in Kansas played. My first official concert was Pink and Insane. Oh, I think your first official concert was Jesus and Friends. I saw the free stuff and shit, <laughs> but not. An actual, like, my first concert I'm going to... Pink? You said Pink? Pink opened up for insane. Oh, yeah. There's no way it's going to really that time. No, she's brand new as well. Good show? Oh, I love that. I assume she's probably going to be good show. Because I was actually Pink Hair Pink, and her first album was much more R&B. And she went more pop after that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> Beth and I were very, very into it. We were just like, oh my god, I think we maybe like cry at one point because she sang this like really emotional song and it was like intense and we were just like, oh, we like it a lot. <laughs> this song is hilarious because of the water is like, bah, so stupid, fuck! <laughs> That's what gets stuck in my head. It's much more aggressive. Yeah, I, I like it when Eddie Vedder says fuck. It's like, fuck! <laughs> and he does have kind of an interesting voice anyway, but his yeah. speaking voice and his... Because he kind of has that, like, parallel, like... Talking at times! And, and his speaking voice, which he has a little bit of that. Like, you can see where it comes from, but it doesn't... It's not exactly the same. And I think I remember a time in my life giving shit about this type of voice, and any better voice. And I think it was just gonna jump on the bandwagon and being like, I'm metal, fuck Pearl Jam. And looking back on it, now I look at things like this and I go, good for you, this has never been done before. You probably know it sounds a little bit weird, but you're like, fuck it, this is me, let's do this. And then you stamp this as your sound. Mm -hmm. And this is you now. People reference this type of voice, you call it the fucking Eddie, Eddie, Eddie better voice. <laughs> So this band uh, is kind of born out of another band, which you might have heard of before, because we almost did this album, or we did do this album. Well, you remember an album called Temple of the Dog? Yeah, did we do we it? We did this, because we thought it was something else. Yeah. I thought it was Mad Season. Yes. Okay, we did Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog was an album made in tribute to the singer of a band called Mother Love Bug, who had died. So that was like put together to pay tribute to that guy. The dudes of Mother Love Bone are two dudes from Pearl Jam. Okay. So Mother Love Bone disbands when this guy dies. They make the Temple of the Dog album. They uh, they invite Eddie and other guys from their new group that they're put, working together, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie. <laughs> they come in, they cut some stuff, and then they record the same year and with the same producer, 
Rick Parashar. Is this the guy that you... No, this guy just produced... He was like a known Seattle guy. He started this London Bridge Studios and Temple of the Dog was made there. Alice in Chains recorded there. They did the Sap album there. And uh, the Blind Melon album with the B, B girl on the front. Yes. That was also recorded and produced there. So like this was kind of a little bit of a Seattle hotbed. I like figuring these things out. This guy named Rick Parashar. He's dead now. He died when he was 50 years old. Well, I didn't finish what I was saying, but I did because I was just like, that you? And you're like, no, well, well, well. Oh, that's fine. I know what you're saying. But, uh, <laughs> just for everyone else, I heard you exclaim at one point before coming in here to record this. And I and then you like walked back where I was and I asked if everything was okay. And you said that something had blown your mind. Yeah, something had blown my mind. And since you brought that, I'm going to play this song called Black. And I'll say what blew my fucking mind. I'm like and blue my fucking mind. Alright, so there's a guy. He mastered this album. His name is Bob Ludwig. Now I do occasionally when I do research for these albums, I really like to dig in and maybe find like maybe this guy made some recording technique. You know, like I found out about the four mic technique that the Beatles use and stuff, and this guy did another album that we did. This dude named Bob Ludwig. He has 6,552 credits working on albums. Multiple, multiple games. I'm about to say a long, long when fucking list. When you said Bob Ludwig, there's something about it. I feel like I've read it. You probably have. Because here's a few of the names that Bob Ludwig has worked with and for and mastered many of their albums. Um, Sam Cooke. Beautiful. Rolling Stones. Fantastic. Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Oh. Chicago. Frank Zappa, including Overnight Sensation and Apostrophe. Oh. Captain Beefheart, his most famous Trout Mask Replica, mastered by Bob Ludwig. Elton John albums, Almond Brothers albums, wow. Queen albums, ZZ Top albums, Lou Reed, Sybil Shepherd recorded an album, and he mastered that fucking thing too. <laughs> so Led Zeppelin albums, like Into the Outdoor, uh, Fleetwood Mac, Talking Heads, Nirvana, Metallica, Anthrax, Rage Against the Machine, Stone Temple Pilots, Slipknot, and Mariah Carey. And this is literally a very, very small section of what this fucking guy has done. He is known as this mastering genius. I can't believe I've never registered this guy before in my life. He has worked on fucking every style of music. He's worked with every fucking artist out there. He's still doing shit. He still has a studio. I can pay this man to master my album if I want to. Now it's probably gonna cost me about $5,500, which, I did some figures. This guy masters, or his company, because he works with another guy that has been training to have the ear that Bob Ludwig has. Okay. 270 albums a year at an average of $5,500. That is $1,485,000 worth of mastering a year. And that's not uh, counting like other income. Do you think he gets royalties from anything? I guarantee he gets something. Probably not royalties because he didn't write the thing, but like. Uh, he probably has like master classes that he teaches, and he's probably charging Slipknot more than $5,500 to master their album that's going to sell millions. You know, that's 55000 is an average. That means he might have charged somebody $225,000, but he charged yeah, Joe Schmidt. Really yeah, it's pretty high. What? I think he might charge a guy like me $55,000 because he knows. I'm just a little guy. And how much time I care, how much it takes, and how, like, how many times I send it back and you send you another version, all that shit. 
but it just blew my mind that this fucking guy has worked on every fucking thing. I was like, Zappa? He did beat part? What the fuck? I just fell over the place. <laughs> You're very excited. It was crazy. Excitable I just love, I love figuring shit out like that. I love, I'll never remember this guy's name, but so I ran into the other room. They're so excited they fell back again. I tell fucking things. So I ran out to the other room and opened up the Overnight Sensation vinyl that uh, I believe you own it technically, but in our vinyl collection. Who cares at this point? I know, but inevitably when you leave me, you'll be taking that out. I think I would have left you by now. <laughs> I think I'm oh, uh, 16 years together this year. Oh, I think I'm pretty fucking comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Wait, did we celebrate 15 years? We uh, didn't celebrate being together 15 years. We just like, went to dinner or something for our 14 years. But we're going to be married 15 years this year. Oh, wow. So we should at least, like, yeah, we should do something. Do something. I agree. Go we should go to work. <laughs> I was just thinking maybe go to, like, up north in Michigan and get a place that's, like, on the lake. And a skate park. A skate park, a dispensary, and wow. some restaurants. We all do dispensaries. I'm yes. lost. <laughs> who we are. And we are going to celebrate our love. We, we have a certain love. What's the company we really like? That was the... Redbud Roots. Redbud Roots. They had our own Redbud Roots store that we were looking at to go to. It makes clothes. They have your favorite part Oh, they're, the, they are delicious. If Redbud Roots is still out there and they'd like to sponsor this podcast, I'm on board. Uh, you don't have to give us anything. No. <laughs> because you can't. Because we're in Indiana. <laughs> you give us some shirts, some hats. Just give us some money so we can move out of the state. <laughs> or use your influence to get it legalized in the state. Yeah, do that. I know you can't keep stores open, but if you can... Uh, <laughs> If you can do something to help us in Indiana, that'd be great. I'd be fantastic. I believe it's because <laughs> the shirt behind my head says it all. All proceeds of this shirt pay off my marijuana. It did not work. It did not get people to buy that shirt. No, but I'm, I hope that doesn't have to be a thing anymore. That's why I don't live in a state, even though I'm technically okay with living in a state. Except yeah. for that. That's the only reason why I want to move. Yeah, and... Because technically, also being in a place where we're two, we're in between two big cities. Oh, I love living states, in this area. I love living in this area. It's very convenient. I just hate the wall. The it's wall's the yeah. It's, it's As a dude who plays the music he does, this is the fucking area I want to be in. <laughs> That's why. But I also don't tour my music, so it's like we're talking about. That's why, like Southern Michigan is is close enough. But we drove up there last weekend. And, uh, <laughs> and you could tell I, the amount of snow on the ground increased starting at Fort Wayne yeah. and going like yeah, to where we went. I was more thinking, I don't want to live here. <laughs> and that part sucks. That's why we need That's why something understand. that people in this uh, state refuse you know, to even look at. Both times I've ever been caught doing anything, I was being stupid. I drank the first time. That was fucking dumb. I had beers ready to be drank while I was driving. It was dumb. Um, the second time for the marijuana was fucking dumb as well. I'm actively smoking pot and driving. We all know I'm a terrible driver. I should not be doing that. They thought you were fucked up on something more than No, I'm just a bad driver. Yeah. <laughs> so both times, I could have done a better job of not getting arrested. 
which is why I'm talking about Red Bud Roots cartridges. Keeping Sam Saber since 20 something. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to break right now. I would like to go on a break. Listen to a little bit of Mother Love Bone. What do you say? This is a song called Star Dog Champion. My guess is we're gonna think it's just about as boring as Temple the Dog was. No. But this is a fairy fairy letter, doesn't it? Does it? Oh, so. baby, that kind of sounds like Perry Farrell for like a second when we came in. Alright, well, I'm back. Let's listen to some Dave's Addiction sometime. Okay. Been caught stealing once when I was five. Something I was stealing. Let's go. Rough, 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 rough. <laughs> we'll do that. Bye, guys. As promised, it's break time, and the better quality is on your way. But first, a magical, magical song. Please enjoy. Well, doctor says I'm morbidly obese. I have to lean to see my feet. Be responsible with those fatty meats. You can't judge me. It's a disease. I'm a fatty, 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 fat, fatty. I'm a fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fatty. I'm a fatty, 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 fat, fatty. I'm a fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fatty. Diet food tastes like sandy spit. Vegetables, baby, I can't commit. A lifestyle change can kiss my grits. My tits even have their own tits. I'm a fatty, 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 fat, fatty. I'm a fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fatty. I'm a fatty, 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 fat, fatty. I'm a fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fatty. I'm fat! Bark, 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 bark. Is that what you do at karaoke for the song? I just sing this song all the time at karaoke because karaoke is everywhere these days. Karaoke! Remember when karaoke was a thing? Yeah, I do. I kind of wish it still was around so I could go act like an idiot in front of people. I think it's long dead. Unless I just don't know better. I think it's not dead in this town. I don't know. I was told there was still one going on at one point that I might have heard three years ago, and I'm just making it feel like it was three years ago was during, like, right smack dab at the beginning of COVID. Oh, COVID? All right, we're back, everyone. You know, we're still talking about Pearl Jam's album. It's called 10, and that's Mookie Blaylock's fucking number, as I told you earlier. Old, you want to see? I want to see what a picture of Mookie Blaylock looks like. Okay. You're not interested in the Blaylock man? I'm just saying things to fill the space. Well, you sounded very uninterested in the Blaylock man. I'm very uninterested in being awake. My throat hurts. It's uh, we we recorded the last episode yesterday. Look at that Blaylock. He's got a ten on his jersey. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the truth. I wonder why. I mean, that he almost guy. has kind of a finesse Mitchell look in his face in that picture. I don't know who that is. He's a comedian. I think he was on Saturday oh, Night Live for a while. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. <sighs> All right. You want to get back into this album? I do. So you can go take a nap? 
I do. <laughs> All right. The first song we're coming back with is a big old hit, which caused, yeah, caused some controversy. Here we go. Jeremy. Do you remember this music video Ding being a big dong. fucking deal? Not, uh, I remember hearing that it was, but I didn't have access to MTV at the time, and I was young, so I don't think I really heard the controversy so much, but I am aware that it was a thing. It was a thing. I remember the video, it was kind of jarring, because it had, like, kids in class all bloodied up, and, like, stark whites like black contrast a lot and when the red was on it was really like vibrant but I much like other people thought that the video was insinuating that Jeremy had shot everyone that's not the case apparently and the guys from Pearl Jam were like ugh I can't believe you guys didn't get it <laughs> uh, he shoots himself and his blood gets on the students and that's why at the end of the video they're all holding in like a pose like ah, I can't believe what I just saw and it got red on him I thought for years until 20 minutes before we did this podcast that that's what was going on was that this was like a school shooting thing but it wasn't but they had to do like some censorship was like American flag at points and just school violence and then Columbine happened and the play of this video went way fucking down because everyone interpreted it as school shooter just like I did well I mean I guess he was a school sh- shooter but just on himself just on himself deep and bit the recess lady's breast how could I forget? <laughs> and he hit me with a surprise! <laughs> Our last surprise left. Left on. Left on. right open. Yeah, just like today. I know. I just, my brain still isn't working. This whole week, it hasn't been working, wink, wink, even though I just said earlier that wink, we didn't record yet last week's episode. Yesterday. yesterday. Uh, I've always liked this song. This is another example of just good lyrical writing like i enjoy the words the words are kind of goofy at times but the way it's sung and the way it's done they don't pull off as goofy like nash just teeth and bit the recess lady's breast is not something you usually write in a pop not pop music but like a popular song yeah but i read that <clears throat> the studio was not on board for making this a single who is this dude who's dude what the you, studio oh the stu- studio okay. the people who put this album out were not keen on putting this out as a single then uh, somebody in the band, I don't remember, knew this artist, and this artist like wanted to make them a music video. And I said, sure, take any song you want off the album. And he chose Jeremy and wanted to make a music video out of it. So they did. This guy like, sold his furniture and part of his guitar collection to make a music video. This is not the music video that makes it on the MTV. Yeah. There's another music video that they call the original video. During that time... The interest from the studio picks up of the idea of, well, maybe we can release this as a single. It is a good song. So this guy's making a video, and then they make another video, and that's the one that gets popular, and that's the one that everybody knows. But it still took that video to convince them. It did. So that guy, hopefully they kicked that guy some money back off of something because sold his fucking part of his furniture and part of his guitar collection to make them a video. And then I watched, uh, skimmed through that video today. Boring. Is boring, but at low budget, you could tell. Yeah, but compared to the video that comes out later, just nothing. Uh, the lyrics in this song one of the lyrics I really like is when he's like, At home, drawing pictures of mountaintops with him on top, with people on top. He, uh, 
That was with him on top, Lennon uh, Yellow Sun. Oh, uh, I guess it is. It made it hard for me to understand. And uh, the dead below in pools, or the dead leg the dead in pools of maroon below. Great fucking weird. You don't think that that's why people maybe thought that it was a school shooting? Because he's portraying himself as a king who's going to murder everyone, and he's going to stand on top of the mountain while everyone is bleeding below him? Yes. And I, everyone picked I, on I, him? I do think that's why everyone thought it was a school shooter music video. <laughs> Even some of the lyrics, if you just take pieces of it out yeah. It, oh, yeah. without hearing it in full context. I agree. It, it sounds like that. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. Again, Walker. I didn't expect you to like this song. Voice like this song. I don't... Traffic... I can't even tell you any Pearl Jam songs past this album, though. Well, there's Besides, that corner. Did you play it for me the other day, and I thought it was on this album? Yes. It's a song that my dad likes a lot, and it's a song that I enjoy quite a bit as well. I think it's a good song. I think I fear that Pearl Jam doesn't offend me, and there's some that I like. You know what I mean? I think that Pearl Jam is an easier listen out of all of the maybe the easiest listen out of the grunge bands i would agree because they're also not usually like swearing a lot in their songs or talking about like crazy shit stupid fuck (laughs) he was a harmless little fuck (laughs) i was thinking of this line when he's like Oh. Uh, some stupid fuck. That's right. You're right. <laughs> some stupid fuck. Uh, you're totally right about easier listening because we already said it. Kurt Cobain has like an edge and a, almost an annoying voice at times. <laughs> yeah, just like screechy. Yeah. And um, Alice in Chains, horribly depressing. <laughs> can and, be really. And they look like dirty metal guys too. You know what I mean? Their image isn't giving them much. And then Soundgarden. They're getting into that glam sound every once in a while that might be turning people off. You know that? Whoa! Yeah, but that's when I like I, it. I, fuck, I fucking love it. Yeah. Man, I'm wearing a King Diamond sweatshirt. Of course I love that shit. Yeah. So I think you're right. This is like also the most like even keeled. It's not extreme in any way, except the lyrics, I think, can hit a little bit. You know what we are talking about on last week, wink, winks, episode... Uh, that Marky Mark episode. tries to he tried to write lyrics to hit you to affect you mm-hmm. in your chest and it never happened once there are times where Eddie Vedder can hit me in the chest and there's a lot of guys who can do that but yeah. Eddie Vedder is one of those fucking guys and Marky Fiona Mark, Apple can do that for me so I understand uh, Fiona Apple can do it for me too and you singing Fiona Apple can do it to me uh, have you ever noticed that whenever you sing that song? Like, yeah. I, I have to like look away. <laughs> you told me about that. All right. Let's do... Oh, that was the third single, by the way, and it went to number five, if I didn't tell you. This next single is Oceans, and it only went to number 16 in New Zealand. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> That's it. It didn't work out. It didn't work out for Oceans. People were like, yeah, Pearl Jam, we got it. Remember that song, Jeremy, about kids shooting kids? They've had some really big songs on this album so far that we've heard. Huge songs. 1991, Michelle. We went through this yesterday. Remember some albums that came out? I I read off rap albums that came out. Low End Theory is one of the ones that was the main. We've also got Nevermind by Nirvana has come out this year. Okay. Bad Motorfinger by Soundgarden has come out this year. Blood Sugar Sex Magic has come out this We've year. We've done all three of these albums so far. Yes, on this we have. <laughs> Kerplunk by Green Day is out okay. this year. So they're just about to break because I think next Kerplunk. is Dookie. Yeah. 
We've um, done Duke Aim and talked but, about Kerplunk. Metallica's Black Album, which was a big fucking success at the time. That's what's got like Enter Sandman on it. Oh and for the death metal heads out there, and basically solely me, Morbid Angel, one of their best albums in my opinion, Blessed Are the Sick, came out this album. Does it have our song on it? Yes, yes. it fucking does. Day of Suffering <laughs> is on there. Yes. <laughs> Love that album. And uh, yeah, but most of, we already said it, Marky Mark came out 35 days before this. So. Jesus. <laughs> It does not fit in that world at all. It doesn't fit in the world. That's why it didn't last. (laughs) And that's why he's too embarrassed to even... We're still... For you guys, it's a week later, and we're still talking shit (laughs) about Marky Mark (laughs) because the album was so unenjoyable. (laughs) Criminy. Yeah, it was terrible. Let's see. I need to go back and make sure I have something up. All right. This song's kind of snoozy. It is kind of snoozy. It's not bad. It's It's just... It's just... Definitely a background song. I'm not paying attention to this. It's only two minutes and 42 seconds. And a lot of people have their kind of... There are bands will have their, you know, softer kind of indulgent songs. But it's not... It's not abrasive. It's not too much. It's not alienating. It's just kind of like... More like peaceful and almost more like meditative. Yeah. We've definitely heard albums where people are doing their version of this, and it gets, like, annoying, mm-hmm. or it's too long, it's indulgent. This doesn't feel like any of those. This to feels to me is, hey, we got a timpani in the studio. Let's make a song with a timpani. Yeah, nerds. <laughs> Why does it got to be nerds? Music nerds. True, true. Nerds for timpanies? I fucking love nerds for timpanies. <laughs> the NFT. <laughs> <laughs> I love timpanis because they have that foot pedal on them that uh, changes the pitch. So before you play a song, you'd have to like get ready and pitch those drums, and you go. I like pleasure spike with pain, and music is my airplane. That's what it sounded like in the beginning, even though that was just uh, Flea doing it. No, I think it was just Flea doing it on the bass. But it sounded like that when you did it to me. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so we've got four more songs. None of them are singles anymore. No. Nope. But we'll see how they sound. This next song is called Porch. One of my favorite parts of any house. I, yeah, this feels it's always, 90s. Yeah, this is more of that uh, raised energy aggression that you don't usually hear from them as much, but then it kind of goes away. Like, you, it kind of feels like something's going to, like, really happen. It does feel like something's going to happen. Anyway. And then... Which it still kind of sounds like it could be maybe building to something, but it probably... It there. Yeah. This is that 90s... Alice in Chains had it on, like, their first album. It's like that funk kind of saying, sound going but, on. But, like, listening to it, you don't know if it's, like, going to go up you or don't if it's know just going to go that, at that You're right. part. You're right. And it's just kind of like... I mean, I, I was listening to it like, where is this? Like, is it just going to stay here? And I, I think that this was a pleasant surprise. Well, then it goes to pure, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers funk punk kind of sound. Like I'm into like it, though. I Which think they toured with Red Hot Chili Peppers. I, I, I'm into it. I like how it sounds. This album came out and was, like, not big at first, but it kept gaining popularity. Then they did their own headlining tour in, like, smaller venues. And then the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like, fuck that shit. You want to come help open for us? And they canceled the rest of their headline tour and jumped on the Red Hot Chili Peppers nice. tour. Which also had like Nirvana on it and I can't remember the other per- people that were there. Damn, I wish I could remember the Imagine other Imagine seeing that fucking show I back know. in the day. I look at old flyers for old shows and I'm wow. like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? There's this one that goes around. It was called like the 90... 
one Tampa death fest. This is a death metal thing. But the flyer had like every major death metal band that that I love. But they're all playing like a shitty little club at the time. It was like an all-day festival. All those kinds of things that I've played. Yeah. <laughs> where it's like 12 bands and wow. everyone's just not watching each other. But it was like Napalm Death, Cannibal Corpse, Morbid Angel. Fucking crazy. Jim Carrey likes Napalm Death yeah. and Cannibal Corpse. That video you sent me is a classic in the death metal world. And I would love to get him on an album where he's doing that. <laughs> he's got like a good tone and a good face when he's doing it too. Well, his faces are the best. He is the rubber man. <laughs> so sometimes I like to indulge myself and get real stupid with this podcast and look up what a certain man named Bill Paxton was doing at this time. Oh man, Bill He's Paxton in heart. 1991 has done a movie, or at least released a movie. Oh, this sounds called The Dark Backward. Michelle, would you like to hear what The Dark Backward is about? Is it about a butthole? It's not about a butthole, but you're not far off. It stars Judd Nelson and Bill Paxton, Ooh. Wayne Newton. Laura Flynn Boyle and James Kahn, as well as Rob Lowe making an appearance. Jesus today. Christ. Yeah, I know. And it sounds like a piece of shit. Here you go. <laughs> a man pursues stand up comedy. Hold on. I gotta check the time of the. Yeah, it sounds like the song's gonna end soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And you know what? I'll just let this fucking thing play. We're going to the next song after this. While I talk about The Dark Background. <laughs> That's what it was called, right? Yeah. Okay. The, the next song is called Garden, just so we're prepared when it comes. Thank you, Michelle. Yes. Storyline. my part. A man pursues stand-up comedy encouraged by his fellow garbage man. Though his friend who accompanies him on accordion continues to tell him how great he is, he actually stinks. When the comedian grows a third arm out of his back, the friend uses this twist to get him signed up with a sleazy talent agent, and it begins to look like his career is on the move even though his girlfriend has left him. Did that storyline make any sense to you, Michelle? I was really hoping it was going to say, even though his girlfriend has leprosy, because then it would have been a little more interesting. <laughs> Someone expounded upon it. He goes, maybe I can explain this to music. Now I'm not reading. That's way too much. <laughs> I clicked on it, and it was like two paragraphs long. The okay, dark yeah, backward. The dark backward. Was that the I, only thing that he was doing during that year? In 91. He, he released something in 92, but that's what he's doing in 1991. Man. He probably filmed it in 1990. Judd Nelson looks terrible in it. I watched the trailer. It looks fucking awful, but it looks awfully weird. Weird enough that I might have to watch it. Hmm. He grows a third arm out of his back. For what fucking reason? Interesting. Uh, so he can hold, he can throw it into the air into, in a fist. Like uh, Solidarity the Club. Like at the end of Breakfast Club. You I didn't even think about that being John Nelson. <laughs> two different people. It's two different people from what I saw in the trailer for The Dark Backward. Well, he turned into a different person in the 90s. Like physically, he would wear like glasses and his hair was short. Yeah. And he kind of was. This one is like slick back, greasy hair. Didn't he have like a goatee or something for a while too? I don't know. He is the goat of acting. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. The goat of something? And I don't know that I've ever said that before. Oh, I, I did it to be stupid. I don't like the term. Well, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> but to actually hear it happen. You weren't a fan? It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Sometimes discomfort can be fun, but no. It can be. It can be. Not like this. 
You know what Michael Caine was doing this year? Oh my god, getting fucking laid? Yeah, he was, because he did no movie. He was just getting fucked. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> no movie in 1991. He was just having sex. <laughs> Hot cockney sex. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I like how you threw the notebook into the air. <laughs> I set it up. That was perfect. <laughs> and the way you said you fucking... Everything was perfect about what just happened. <laughs> Can we finally get another video out? Well, Michelle, I decided today that I've really got to get my ass on that. Ah, put your ass on top of it. So, that's why I've been asking you about your opinion on colors and stuff, because part of the reason I hated it so much is because I never had an opinion. Like, I'd go, this looks fine, this doesn't, I don't fucking know. So I'd get frustrated with it. Now with the assistance of you going, I think that looks good. That takes a load off my fucking shoulders. And then I can just get the editing done. Okay. Now, I'm saying that now. Now when I don't get videos out, you can be like, you fucking piece of shit. No, but if you ever want me to help with that, just tell me and I will. I'll make that easy on you. Easy peasy. Yeah, I'll feed you maybe, peas. Maybe I can get the program set up and then you can watch through it. And you can be like, this part's funny. How do we get this part? Okay, that works. We can work something out. I can do that. We or can maybe, work it out. Or maybe we can just... Try to see it my way. Quit our jobs. Oh. And just let cats lay on top of just us? Just let cats lay on top of us. It's not where I was going, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I this do song... already kind of pretty much live that way when I'm not working. You do. <laughs> But it's Paul's fault. Oh, he's the best. Uh, this song's a kind of a snoozer for me. Oh yeah, no, this is uh, this definitely stood out to me as, even though it sounds like he's saying with my saddlebags, <laughs> even though I know he's not. Uh, yeah, this was a, a big weak spot for me. Even though it probably doesn't technically sound that much different than other songs, it's just boo. I felt the same way. It's the lo- it's one of the longer songs on here. It's five minutes. It feels like filler to me. I don't know if it means something to these guys. You know, sometimes I feel like it I'm was calling just better than filler, other songs that they had. But what? It was just better than other songs that they had. So when they had oh, the way things out. Album? So. But they- sometimes people might write this song like this and be like, "This really meant something to me." Garden really helped me through something when I wrote it. And on my end, I'm like. Man, I couldn't stay awake. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't feel bored. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed maybe other songs. Man, there's a guy on this album cover because they're all like raising their arms in the sky in solidarity with each other. Mm-hmm. One guy's wearing a whole lot of wristbands. Uh, there's a a whole lot of them. Okay, well I like, see. He's almost two. got more than a. No, look at the oh, guy on the okay. top. He's almost got like a Johnny Depp amount of. <laughs> Wristbands. Yeah, if his arm were a microphone stand, he would be used by Steven, Steven Tyler. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that look. That's that look back in the day. A lot of wristbands, a big, dumb, artsy looking hat, uh, overalls with like no shirt on underneath. Kind of like a Dexy's Midnight Runner thing going on. You, you see it? Overalls is killing me. God. <laughs> And big old broke-on shoes. Broke-on shoes. And you need a haircut, tramp. Don't call me a tramp. Woman, you too. Ooh, I'm a lover. 
I love when you just go off on your own little soul tangents. It's the best. Soul tangents. It's my Let's favorite music in the world. It's a song called Beep. They fucked up. It's one second off. It's four minutes and 19 seconds. They just really needed one more second. And they would have been ultra cool. Oh, yeah, because you're only cool if you're 420. 420, bro. You have to be just like me or you're not bro. cool. True, dude. <laughs> Because I'm the be, coolest. You're not a fucking burnout who doesn't get much done. You're not cool. That is exactly me. That is who I am. <laughs> That's why you're so cool. Because <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Oh, God. Someone kill me. God, I don't believe in you. But I believe in you if you kill me. That intro was that real funk punk, red hot chili peppers, Alice in Chains song. Oh, uh, sorry. I was too busy praying to my lord. Why the fuck would you do anything like that? Because if he's real, he will show me. He's never shown me. Is it weird that I think I could eat all of that lasagna I made today? It's not weird. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's a lot of lasagna. You have more than a whole pan. What are, are you Garfield? No. You're human and you will get sick. I am orange and I do hate Mondays and I love lasagna. I'm not far off from Garfield. You are also a sassy little bitch. I am. Is that why you married me? Because I'm Garfield? <sighs> Do you want a real answer? That I'm, if I'm Garfield or why you married me? I think you married me out of desperation. I've never thought of you as Garfield. Uh, and yes. Uh, the desperation part. <laughs> 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 oh, somebody says they love me. <laughs> Marry him. <laughs> I guess we're just calling on each other's insecurities right now. Oh, I, I mean... Isn't that what I technically did too? Someone can stand me. Marry them. They keep telling me they think I'm funny. Oh, man. I think we're all right. (laughs) We're all right. I think we genuinely are all right with each other. Hey. I hope you choke on that water, boy. Why would you ever wish that? Because it would be funny. Because I don't want you to die. I just want you to choke. And like spew water out of your mouth. So I got a question. Like me, were you wishing the death upon me? What? No, I wanted to watch you turn into a human fountain. A water fountain. You don't want that because I'd be spitting shit out of my mouth all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing you want. No, it would have been funny. You would have cleaned it up. No, I would. I know. <laughs> Are you like me? And by the end of this album, you're just like, you're not hating it, but you're just not in it. Yeah, I think it helps to have the familiarity. It does. With the songs that I do enjoy. It does. It feels front-loaded. I don't know if it feels front-loaded just because those were the singles, or if it's front-loaded because those are the best songs. But, like, both. But these are fine. Like, they're not bad. Yeah, but they're not... It's not... It's not even flow. It's not Jeremy. It's none of those. they're, they're, They're definitely not single material. No. And usually I'm not even, like, a guy who says singles designate what's good it just so happens that the best songs on this album were the for singles you, yeah for sure but i think for me as well i'm gonna say for have a to lot say. of people sure because uh, i don't really remember this song just don't it just seems it I, seems fillery in the same way fillery as clinton the, it's fillery clinton it's just, banks. It just seems bland. I know it's upbeat, but it still seems bland. Like none of it's making me go, oh, no hook. There's no good hook. That's what it is. 
All the other songs have a good hook. Hook. You don't think of this. Whoa! Remember that Pearl Jam song, guys? Whoa! I'm playing with the microphone. I know. I'm sure people appreciate that. They did. It's part of the bit. It's a bit. Yeah. We have one more song on this album, and it's long as hell. It's fucking long as hell. Why do bands do that? Ooh, child. Why do they do that, Tired of the bullshit. Go and brush your shoulders off. Keep it moving. Yes, Lord. You gotta brush your shoulders off. Is it a dangerous situation? Is that why she's telling people to rub their shoulders off? You gotta get that dirt off your shoulder, like Jay-Z said. Why is there dirt on your shoulder? Dandruff. Was you, or were you pushed over and you got dirt on your shoulder? It's You're a working man. Sometimes you get a little dirty. You I gotta worked, just brush that dirt off your shoulder and I keep worked, going. I worked at a dirty job and I don't necessarily ever remember going, damn, my shoulder's dirty. Well, maybe you didn't talk to Mike Rowe because I think when it comes to dirty jobs, he's kind of an expert. I guess I'll have to ask him. Do you dust dirt off your shoulders? Do you ever have dirty ass shoulders? No. The only time you have dirty shoulders is when you work in chimneys and you crawl up a chimney. The only way. If you crawl up a chimney, you could ever get dirty shoulders. I remember this song. And I remember this song when it fucking first came on the first time I listened to it. Mm -hmm. And it's a bore. He sounds bored. He does sound. Almost going Gregorian chant there. It's so weird that a band like this just got like a record deal and they weren't really in another band that was going anywhere. What does that mean? That doesn't make sense to me. It, Please elaborate. It's weird to me when bands didn't have an album out before and weren't like trudging through the mud and then got the record deal. It's strange to me when it's like, oh, we just see potential in these group of guys. Here's a record deal. Be a band now. It's like what? Wait, they weren't a band. They have like a demo and stuff, but like they weren't like trudge trudging. They said when this album came out, like they still weren't like a full. They didn't feel like a full band, and like they still had to go out on like their first real tour and like hammer it out. But how were they discovered? Because they had a demo, so they were playing together. They had a demo. Yeah, but most people have like an album before that and toured for a while and are like around for four or five years. This is not the case with this band. Hmm. I guess I don't know anything about them enough. I don't know. I didn't. I mean, Mother Love Bone was around. It was a big hit in like Seattle, and Temple of the Dog was a big hit. But well, then how is that not? Oh, you're saying just them as their band? But they were musicians, so they were musicians. But I guess I don't see the issue. (laughs) Most bands trudge and tour for years. Okay. They didn't. <laughs> and still somehow got but the some deal. some of them did. Some of them did. But, but did not, they all but just not, as not Pearl together Jam. as... Yeah. Yeah, so that's what's weird. Like, no doubt, toured for years as no doubt, and got nowhere, and then finally broke through. That's usually how it goes. Yeah. It's strange to me when bands don't do that. Not, like you said, there was other little small things that were involved in that got their foot in the door... But still, to take such a, I don't know. It's a risk. It's a risk, and like, they must just have been charismatic as fuck. Maybe. I think, I think that's part of it, too. You can just, like, walk into a room, and everybody loves you immediately. You're going to get more opportunities 
and you're going to be put in rooms that other people aren't put in just because people like your smile. People like your smile, Sam. It's Gap Tooth. <laughs> yeah, he's saying release me, and he means your smile, lady. You should smile more. Make sure you're pretty. I ain't no lady. Not you. I'm saying that's what he's hey, saying. Hey, hon, you need to smile more. Makes you prettier. <laughs> Makes you look better. You look happier. You look like you want to take care of my kids. Oh, you forgot to charge your fucking phone. I'm trying to ride out the entire oh episode. Oh, my God. I forgot <laughs> that you didn't charge your phone. What percent are you? Like three? Five. Okay. It's, it has gone dark officially. Yeah, though. it's officially gone dark mode. <laughs> Jesus. We'll see. We'll see. Would you like me to connect to play us out with something? <laughs> no, I've got a charger right there. I'm just seeing if I can make it. It's just fun for me and the audience. <laughs> On this song that still has five minutes left. <laughs> mm. Which I don't want to listen to the rest of it. We don't technically have to. Good. Here we go. You guys can listen to it on your own. That's Pearl Champs 10. Yay, yeah. we are finished. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, 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 Well, fun, fun, fun. now that that is over, and we have our pal from Sesame Street here. His name is Grover, and he's not going to say anything, but he's just going to watch us uh, get ready for the, these things that uh, you guys love to hear our answers to. Questions, baby. Nose itches. Itch your nose. No one knows about your itch your nose. So, why, Sam? Why this album? I don't know. I don't have a good answer for you. I was trying to th- come up with something that is uh, going to be easier on you, but still felt real to me. Okay. And I don't know why it just popped in my head. And I was like, oh, shit. I even said in the van when it popped in my head, this one could be out of left field. Mm-hmm. So... That just popped in my head, and I said, yeah, let's do it, man. And you said that you chose it because you thought that I would like it? I chose it because I thought it would be easier on you. I didn't know if you would like it. I just knew it would be easier on you. Well, I'm trying to tie in, like, what do you think I thought? Uh, I, so. think, uh, I think you thought, there's a, you know there's a handful of songs on here that you like. So hey, easy. Easy peasy. Okay. Uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be easier. Again, I was there was some surprise because, like I had previously said, if you asked me, I would have said, no, Sam does not enjoy this band. Uh, do you know how many listens that you got this week? I got four in. I only did my three because I'm lazy. <laughs> you can just sit down and listen to it. I also listen to... Hours and hours of old podcasts pretty regularly. That's the main thing that I do these days. Yeah, you listen to old racists. <laughs> I don't like it. 
I don't like things that Anthony Cumia says, but I do but enjoy. But you do like some of the things that Anthony Cumia says. But because sometimes he's hilarious. <laughs> you like and, him when he's funny. And I like him when he's funny but and not you talking his about opinions race. are dumb as fuck. But I do listen to a lot of old Opie and Anthony. Old white racists. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> It's it's, I probably I wouldn't if I didn't love Jimmy Norton so much though. Jimmy Jim. I just love Jim Norton. Uh, least favorite song. Do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? Either or. I do not care. I well for me it's Garden, and it's even though there's a nine minute song at the end, I it didn't. There was something about Garden that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It was just annoying. It was. It almost had like a Creed sound to me, and I wasn't into it. It does have a Creed sound. I was going to bring that up. If anyone was the most influenced vocally that I would ever give it to, it would be Scott Stapp from Creed. Mm-hmm. Like any of the other guys that was supposedly ripped them off, they all have their own tone. Like you're going to say Lane Staley is a roundabout. He sounds like Lane Staley, though. I always thought oh, Scott, Scott Stapp. Sounded like a ripoff of Eddie Vedder completely. Yeah, I would agree. But uh, I'm throwing my towel in the ring for this one, too. Garden, it's the first notion of this album starting to get sleepy, and I don't start to lose interest. And I don't like songs that sound like that, typically. Yeah, me either. So Me uh, either. <laughs> Boo-hoo. So Boo-hoo. regarding most favorite song for me personally, yeah. it's even flow. I like <laughs> I like the energy. I think it's funny sounding because I don't know what he's saying, even though I know he is saying stuff. <laughs> it's just fun. Thoughts butterflies. I'm saying when he's oh. doing the verses, I don't know what he's saying. I don't remember. And it's fun. What's the beginning? Uh, here, rest his head on a pillow made of concrete. Well, I know that one, but there are other ones <laughs> that I all don't I know. know. That's all I know. Looking through the paper, though he doesn't know to read. I know Looking through the paper, though he doesn't know to read. <laughs> uh, I'm playing it because even Flo is also my favorite oh, song. Wow. Yay. Look at that. Two for two. We matched. Oh. By the way, for the... Uh, Charger update. I did have to plug the phone in. We were not going to make it. Ooh. It was dying fast. It does that. My phone does that. There was a time where the screen just went black and said, Connect Charger. Never seen it do that before. <laughs> That's a dangerous place to be in. Uh, how old were you when you first started listening to this album? I first heard this album when Pearl Jam was big. People in my family had it. So I remember hearing this stuff when it first came out. Now, I've never really listen to this album like repeatedly on my own i've heard it like here and there mm-hmm. and parts of it so this is really the first time of like i'm going to listen to pearl jams 10 and your overall the same opinion i've always had great first part we can get through it and then just get snoozy by the end of mm-hmm. it i agree with that the very strong front half and the the singles are nice those are all good songs uh, would you recommend this album today? Mm. One under that you would need to because people could just turn on the radio and hear if these songs. If someone were going to say, what Pearl Jam album would you recommend? I would go, the only one I know, 10. <laughs> um, I like 12. What I re- that's a hard question. In life, would I recommend someone to listen to Pearl Jam's 10? No. Okay. That's I what wouldn't. I expected. I wouldn't. That's the answer I was looking for. Um, I, I'd be like, you should listen to Ed Gein, motherfucker. As far as listening to this again, I didn't dislike the first song, actually. 
so I don't know if I would ever put this on per se. If I did, I would not listen to it in its entirety. No reason to. So as a whole album, no, I wouldn't listen to it again. But rating it zero out of ten all, all over the Rock and Roll Cats because I liked it more than I expected to. I and I think it is a really strong first album at that time. Um, I'm still probably only going to give it like a six and a half though, because it's it's better than average, but it's not it's not great, but it is good. So I'm on it's it's on the positive side. It's yep. it's it's on the up and up, brother. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Hulk. Zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cats. Sam's giving it a six. <coughs> it's kind of basically the exact same thing you said. It's not the greatest rock album in the world. It's, it's fine. It's decent. Uh, there's a lot of songs in here I not just like, but I really like. Mm-hmm. But there's some songs in here that are a snoozer, and it just takes away some points. I agree. I mean? And if this were 10 tracks, there might be literally six that I love, like six I want to listen to, four I don't. But there's 11, so I think it's like six I want to and five I don't. Which okay. I which I almost gave a five and a half. But I was like, eh, we'll go six. All right. Describe this album in one word. Do you want to go first? Fuck. There wasn't a word I was saying a lot during Mm-mm. this album. No. Hmm. Mm. The Marky Mark one was easy. Lame. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that in again. Lame. But not for this, though. This was, for me, I will say, um, refreshing. Refreshing? All right. Compared to a lot of the other things that I get from you, this was refreshing. This is more my style, my my speed. Uh, I'm going to say enjoyable. (laughs) <laughs> I like how you said that too. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. You shook yes. your head. It was happy. I love that this sweet fucking cat has slept in here. Wayne has slept in here the entire time that we've been recording this episode because he always wants to be near us. Wayne's a good boy. Because even though he's my niece's cat, we've had him longer and uh, we seem to jive really well as he's a little a family. So uh i love him very much i just want to give a shout out to him because give a shout out to wayne all over the rock and roll cat does not hang out uh but wayne fucking hangs out yeah he does so yeah but he's not a, he's not a scale yet he's not a, on a scale of one to ten wayne's but we've also had oliver 10 years this year oh because he's 10 he turns 10 this year whenever love, the fuck his birthday i love is. that little neurotic pissed off boy oh he's a fucking nightmare <laughs> he just screams all the time <laughs> at wayne. he's miserable but um, the funniest part about him screaming at him is most of the time it's on the bed and they've been laying on the same bed for an hour at least and Oliver just hasn't seen him and he just gets one glance and, goes, and you're like, dude, he's been here for a long fucking time. Don't they both typically sleep on the same bed anyway? They do. This Oliver sleeps like up by my head and then Wayne sleeps like kind of far away but like on the other side of my legs so no matter which way i lay oliver can't see over my shoulders so therefore he can't see wayne all right now when wayne walks up and tries to love on me then wayne also wants to play and be friends with oliver and oliver will he won't back down it's been a year now that we've had wayne wayne's doing those noises to him he's not hissing at him he's Mm -hmm. not yelling at him he's going Please? Yeah. Come on, please. Come on. Throw do the play. Let's be. Come on. And then all of it goes. No. No. Let 
Yeah, he is fucking <laughs> awful. <laughs> he really, it, it's really disappointing how fucking nasty he is because all of the other cats hang out together they and they're do. all friends they and they play and they love on each other and it's it's just <laughs> nice. And Oliver is the one that made himself a loner, but then in his mind is like, nobody likes me. It's like, well, you didn't want to hang out. But then also, <laughs> everyone is fucking with me. Yeah. No, they're not. He's Pam. Oliver is oh Pam. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Revelation City. Yeah. So, all right. We are done with questions. We are, done. We are finished with Pearl Jam. Yay. Uh, we are going to be having a guest on because I'm trying guest to get guests time. who have been on. I'm trying to guest bring people back. Time. I'd still like new guests. So, but we still bring the old guest into but everyone else, uh, which means we need to come up with something for him, by the way, because oh, he is a returning guest. You're right, you're so right. he is going to, uh, he already provided me with the album. We will be listening to and reviewing the album Smash, which also came out in, with, in our glorious time. It came out in 1994 from the band Offspring. Offspring. Very Kirk. This this all makes sense. You gotta sense. keep separated. Wait, that's the weird owl version. Uno dos tres cuatro cinco cinco seis. I, I start. By the way, I said a certain name. Uh, it's so quiet. I know. Not to the people that just heard it. <laughs> You in danger, girl. You're just going to press all the buttons? You in danger, girl. I am ready to get all out right. of here. I'm Thanks, gonna, everyone. We're going to go out on a song that I forgot existed. And I, I kind of expected it to be on the album we just did, but it wasn't. Daughter? Daughter. I love singing this song. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just fun. Don't call me, me daughter. daughter. <laughs> That's all I not know. What is it? I think it's not fair to. I'm no. not sure. But I, I, don't, I, I, only I hear know. things wrong. What no. does it say on the lyrics? Oh, okay. Uh... It says, guys, ready? <laughs> Where the fuck is it? Don't call me daughter, not fit to. Not fit to. The picture kept will remind me. All right, let's get the fuck out of here. Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate everyone. Did that disappoint you? And I appreciate you, Michelle. Did those lyrics disappoint you? You just slid right no. off of that. Like What disappoints me is that this song was not on the album that I thought it was on. <laughs> okay, well, I love you, Sam. Oh, and shit! We are a couple, so we have to play it up for the people. Oh, uh, we gotta play it up. <laughs> I love you, I love too. you so much. I love you so I love you more. You, oh, There's no way you can love me more. I love I hate you this bit. to I can't the moon do this. and back, Sam. To the moon and back. I'm Jesus gonna put it on a Tumblr. Oh, you can put it on a Tumblr for me. Live, laugh, and love. Oh, sweetheart. Home, Bye. sweet home. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you next week. Pop baby was going to make an appearance there for a second. No, no baby. Right, but bye. I'll let baby know about next. No, not next <laughs> week. Baby, baby won't like Kirk. <laughs> baby got back. Anyway, let's get out of here. Bye. <laughs>